Welcome to the show. This is Collective Conversation. My name is Joey Gomez. And my name is Amin Mashadi. This is episode number seven. Enjoy! What's up, everybody? This is Collected Conversations. This is episode number seven. My name is Joey Gomez. This is Collected Conversations brought to you by the Collected Crew. How's it going? My name is Amin Mashadi. We have a special guest today. Uh, go ahead, Joey. Introduce yes, him. today we have a guest. We have a new guest, a different guest. Um, he is a mentor to me. He is a friend to me. As a matter of fact, if you listen to our episode two episodes ago. Number five. With n- n- number five with Jerry Hart. I met today's guest through Jerry. Um, today's guest is an entrepreneur. He is a father. He is a student of life. He is a student for life. I learned a lot from him, and I'm very excited that you're here today. So, introducing Shalom Mascarenas. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here, especially following uh, my mentor, Jerry. Right. So, uh, we've come the same path, and we're kind of going together. So, I'm excited to be here. Right. Thanks. It's interesting that... Jerry, he's a mentor to you. I mean, he's he's a mentor to me, uh, to others, and but like, the age difference between us is it's all it's all pretty <laughs> it's like all a- across levels. the board, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, in in that episode with Jerry, episode number five, which if you haven't listened to, please give it a listen. Um, we talked about a, a monthly discussion group that uh, I go to every month. It's called Jumpstart. It's basically a, a self impro- self improvement discussion group where we talk about. Um, you know, either finance or relationships or, or personal habits. We talk about all those things. Um, and Shalom, you had a you had you were one of the founders. Yeah, yeah right? you kind of say that. Yeah. So okay. we um, we founded Jumpstart because we wanted to be able to give back somehow. Like if it was uh, if I could go back, I wish I would be able to find a mentor. Right? Mm-hmm. And um, I'm glad I did, but not everybody has the opportunity to find somebody like that. Uh, right. Maybe through sports or something. But in terms of um, like growing in life personally and entrepreneurially. I, I, it's not that easy to find somebody like that. Yeah. So question, how did you meet Shalom? I mean, how did you meet Jerry? <laughs> so so this, this, is, this is the thing. So my, my life actually starts like my entrepreneurial life or my okay. journey starts in, in college when I, after I read a book, it's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. <laughs> so I, I always bring that up because yeah. like that, that's the book that changed my life. I'm, I, wow. I'm not a reader. Okay, I'm like, I hate reading, right? And one day my, my buddy... In college, he's like, hey, you got to read this. I'm like, I don't read books. <laughs> he's like, no, you got to read it, <laughs> right? He was adamant. I'm like, fine, I'll, I'll take a look at it. It's right out there. Yeah, on my yeah it's right, it's out, right out there. there so, so basically, um, uh, I came from the Philippines, and my mindset is just as long as I become middle class, that's successful. Hmm. As long as I have my car, my house. You were born successful. there? I was born I was born there. And so that was the way I thought, like to get to nine to five. And that's, to me, is a success. Right? But the book spoke differently. It had mm-hmm. different words, different languages. Like, it basically um, unlimited you. Saying, like, yeah. if you want something in life, you basically just know that there's a, a possibility, but the way you say certain things limit you. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, one of the examples is that never say you can't afford something. Because you, you just told yourself you couldn't. Right. Say, you how know? can say I Say, how can I? And I was like, what? what? Like, just like that? Like, he made, he made it so simple to view things differently that I knew there was a different path. I'm like, no way. It can't be this, this easy. This is no way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it. <laughs> there's no way. Yeah. And then, just like that, I switched my major. Yeah. I was thinking about going to the army. I'm like, do I need to go to the army? Like the book said he went to the army to get some instruction. Maybe I need to do that. I don't know, right? Like everything was open. All my, my buddies, they kind of uh, got mad at me. Uh, I, I just passed like this weed out course. I was a programmer, right? Uh, okay, like co- for computers? For computer, coding? Because I was a gamer, right? <laughs> like that was the closest thing to video games right. back then. Was that your major? That was my major. Okay. And I, I left after completing the hardest course because of that book. And that's wow. kind of like where I trailed off, and that's how I met Jerry. You know, make make a long story longer, I guess. <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> but the book got me to to look for Jerry because the book said look for a mentor. Right? Don't right. work to earn money, work to learn. I actually had a job hmm. already, and I was due for a promotion. You doing then, a coding job? No, I, oh. I ended up uh, because I switched majors. I okay. ended up going to operations. So it was the closest thing that that I could use my computer science background with business. So I kind of hmm. meshed it a little bit so I don't lose everything. So I, at least my credits will apply. Yeah. And so that was the closest thing was operations. So okay. I worked in operations for like Granger. I was a product specialist, so I helped them. I was due for promotion, but I met Jerry through a friend because he was giving free seminars, like free trainings. For, Jerry was giving yeah, seminars? Wow. He, he was giving free trainings for, it was, uh, for real estate. It was like loan officer, 
uh, to be a loan officer. And I was like, it's free? Are you sure? <laughs> you know? And I showed up and, you know, he was teaching. Because I want the book, uh, Richard Porta, is about real estate. So anything about right. real estate, that's kind of like the direction I wanted to go through. I think what's cool about that book is that it doesn't just touch on the financial. Like you said, it goes back to like the little things you say. You know, it kind of covers like that full spectrum of like like emotional, mental, yeah, financial. Yeah. Like it touches like almost all those throughout the whole book, but kind of always keeping on like the the financial sphere. Yeah, absolutely. And that 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 was one of those things that was never taught to me. Hmm. So uh, as a Filipino culture, you're very um, how do you say it? Protected, sheltered, growing up. So like I was never. What do you mean, like from your parents? No, like your parents will protect you. Okay. okay. Right. They don't, don't. They make decisions for you. They kind of don't want you to get hurt. They want to make sure that you don't see anything bad. But you, you're just sheltered. I could somehow relate to that. I feel like in yeah. you know, Persian culture, it's pretty much the same. It's not not similar. I would say, right. like uh, moms, they, they 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 pick the wife of the son. Yeah. Wow. Like, yeah. You, like you don't. If if the mom doesn't like it, you 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 can't marry. Or, or, <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or yeah. similar stuff like that. Yeah. So so that was kind of like where I started from. And so all these new stuff, the way of new thinking, that was totally different. And I was like, well, if I'm going to go against the grain, the book says, like, oh, I'm going to try it. The book says to do this. I'm going to try it. See where it takes me, you know. And I was, I was, for some reason, I was ready to take that gamble because I really believed in, in what it was trying to teach. And it was like the first time in my life that, like, it, something flipped. Like, it, it was something of seeing the world differently. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that yeah. happened. Yeah. How old were you when that happened? So that was uh, probably my, my junior year. I was almost finishing up college, and then so I switched 22, majors. 20, yeah, 21, 22? Oh, I'm dating myself. Okay. 2004, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And when did you move to the United States? So I came here probably in the 1990s. And you were? I was eight years old. Eight years okay. old. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's Hadi's age. Yeah. Really? When he, yeah. when he came? Mm -hmm. Okay. Hadi's his younger brother. Hadi's oh, younger nice, brother. Yeah. nice, nice. So he still remembers the culture. Yes, so I can yes. relate from both, right? Like, wow. like if you go to the Philippines, if you own a car, like you're somebody, you know, like wow. a big time already, right? Like yeah. everybody here in the U.S., everybody has a car. Like you know, oh, yeah. even if you have like a you know beat up like car over there, you're somebody, right? Yeah. Like this is the town I came from. I'm like the rural, rural suburb. Yeah, so coming here, that was like the dream, like the American dream, yeah. just you, to get a good job. And, and do you remember back home? I do, I do remember. And then how was it? Like, I, I, of course, you're saying like owning oh, a car there is different, but like. Is it still the similar? Is it is it changing? So it's changing. They're definitely like starting to get westernized. Mm -hmm. They love the Western culture, right? Mm -hmm. But then they're also very family oriented still. Um, it's a little bit like uh, laid back still because uh, I'm in the in the province and suburbs. But everything's starting to get updated. Nice. Uh, so when I first went back there, you know, I I saw like. They, they used to have dirt roads. Now it's paved, right? Like wow, stuff like yeah. that, like the main roads. Wow. So it's slowly upgrading. And actually, one of my uh, plans is to go out there and start a business. Like whatever I learned here in the U.S., I want to be able to give back to my people. Like that's like so that's, cool. a, that's the kind of thing. So then that's kind of the third part of like the whole project of what I'm trying to accomplish, right? So it's like that's uh, so cool. doing the stuff I love and learned from here and then also the stuff I love in the Philippines, like combining both and give value to, to the visitors. Because there's, there's, yeah. I'm sure like, like you said, like just even having... Like, Owning a car there is, is like here everyone owns a car. Yeah, like, it's like no big deal. It's like oh, everyone's yeah. Got a car. Like you're gonna be bringing not just knowledge. You're gonna bring whatever that business idea is. You bring in there, and you're gonna, you know, there's probably so much more market potential. There's a more need. There's yeah, like a, absolutely, a yeah, probably more problem problems that need to be solved. Yeah, and and, and every little thing like the the resources we have here. If you if you don't think it, it's a resource, it's like over there, it's like a business. You know, you have a yeah. you have a copy machine, like that's a business. You know what I mean? Like automatically, it's like they think things differently, and like by by being able to see the different things here, like you can kind of see like, hey, I I can see where that can take you. You know, over there. So just just kind of like putting the needs together yeah. and and my know how, and hopefully there'll be something in, in the future also, but I think more so the skills that they're gonna get gain from it. Okay, so um, so. Did you, you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad before meeting Jerry? No, yeah, before, before meeting Jerry, right? before meeting Jerry. Okay. Yeah. And he, I kind of thought of him, I never told him this. I'm like, oh, he's kind of like a rich dad. I'm going to see if I can follow him. And I was like, hey. <laughs> and because the, the rich dad suggested like, hey, why don't you work for free for somebody? I'm like, okay, I'm going to ask him. Like, maybe I can work yeah. with him, right? Yeah. So that, that, comment, that, that was like the idea. Let me, let yeah. me see what I can do. And don't get me uh, wrong. Like, when, I, when, I, when I, I quit my job, right? I was making good money for free to work for somebody for nothing. Because the book said so. That's, I, that's a leap of courage, yeah, that's man. A leap of that's courage. a leap of courage. But, but like, I really believed, like, if I went on this path of the corporate world, that means I would leave this dream 
of, of this book that I read. And I was like, there's no way I can do that. I have to find a way to, to separate because the book specifically doesn't want me to do that. Now, at that time, I didn't know about like entre entrepreneurs, like like building a business inside the business. Entrepreneur. Right? Entrepreneur, right. I, like, I didn't know that concept at that time. Mm -hmm. But that could have worked out, I guess. But that's why I left because I wanted to make sure that I was following the book as a guideline, right? And I was, yeah. I'm going to look for my entrepreneur. I'm going to try to stick with him, see what I can learn. And yeah, I felt the same way that they book, they felt in the book. Like, oh man, I feel like I'm getting taken advantage of. Like, I'm not getting paid. But then I didn't realize it. It's a hindsight looking back. Like, wow, look at all these skills I gained. I didn't I didn't even recognize it until after the fact. Mm. So, Sean, what what is your dream? Because you were saying that you you read the book at twenty at twenty one, twenty years old. Yeah, and yeah. You yeah, met you met yeah. Jerry after that. Yeah. When you said there was a flip, the the flip turned into what? What what is it that you that, that you wanted to go after? So the the flip was actually just like unlimiting my mind at that point. Like like uh, like there's po there's so much possibilities that I didn't know about. Right. At first it was just like computer science. I think that's it. Right. Like the, <laughs> get 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 a house, get a car, and then I'm done. I retire. And, and, and but then after after that, there was another point in my life where I, I met uh, my buddy who started a business, and he had this weird competition, and. I was getting older, I was getting kind of bigger at that point, and I was like, man, this is like the dad bod now happening, right? Somebody had commented that, and I was like, what, what is this dad bod? I Googled it, and, <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Right? <laughs> I so change. I, I kind of I tried to research, and this is kind of set me on a second, my second path, was to figure out um, personal development. Okay. And so up until then, that's when I started like meeting like people. I didn't meet them, but I started recognizing heroes like Eric Thomas and yeah. Tom Bilyeu and uh, you know Jay Shetty and all. So so those came into my, my sphere, and then that's how I started changing a lot more in my life. Um, basically, at that time, uh, it made me think differently in a sense of uh, where do I want to be? Right? Eric Thomas always talks about like what is it that you really want to do in your life? And for um, I kid you not, it was a whole year before I really pounded out like oh, okay this is what I wanted to do yeah. and it was a matter of like reading a book or hearing something and I was like oh I like that well what does that have to do with me right, right. And, like, I, have to, I have to think about it I have to put put uh, put time into it and, and to, to kind of um, squash everything it basically turned out to be these three words right improve inspire impact so that that's improve, gonna be my life inspire impact you yeah. said you read you read rich dad put as your first book ever that was like, I don't know, uh, maybe it's like my third book. Okay. I think I read like Hercules, the high okay. school or something. Nice. But yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like that, that wasn't forced, right? Okay, I know. Because you know, you got to do book reports and stuff true, like true, that. Yeah. Like, this was somebody like, well, I was forced by my friend, but like after I picked it up, like you fell it in spoke love. to me. I fell in love. Uh, yeah. Did you start reading after that? Actually, after, I, I maybe vaguely, but I didn't really pick it up until just 20, I want to say 2018, 2019. Few years ago, wow. few years and, you, and you still do like audiobooks mostly, right? So when I say read, I mean I'm doing only audiobooks. Okay. So one of the things I always uh, tell people, like if I had to give them an advice, is that uh, I think I got this from Jim Quick, is that learn to learn. Right. Nobody ever taught me that. Right. Like I always thought everybody learns the same way, so you got to read the book or you do the math or whatever. But sometimes people are learners through auditory or mm -hmm. visual or doing the things. So I had to learn what what it was easy for me to learn. And I really like hearing people and watching them. And so then I started, that, that's how I was able to do it. I found people that can, like, uh, I think CEOs, they read a book like once a week or something like that. And at one point I was like, how are they able to do that? Like, there's no way I could do that, right? And then I was Sitting like, down and actually reading a book yeah, like yeah. one a week, yeah. And some people, that, so Jim could teach us about like speed reading. I'm sure in the future I'll learn how to do that, but that's not my best way of, of learning. When I, when I read, I'm like, Rereading a, a page twice, right? So it's You're not, efficient. yeah, it's not, it's not You're efficient. Fi You're looking for efficiency, which is, which is, <laughs> yeah. which is, which is, which is totally makes sense because I feel like nowadays, especially with youngster people, young people who are uh, looking to learn something, they get discouraged when when they're halfway through. It could be piano, it could be guitar. They pick it up, they get discouraged halfway. What if they find a way to learn that mm -hmm. the most efficient way possible? Yeah, and, and when it and, and when it's efficient and you learn it better, it's actually more fun. True. Right. The only mm -hmm. reason why you hated learning. Right, you hated school because you were bored. Especially yeah. people. Yeah, you, you, yeah. you were, you were, you yeah, right? Was, you kept failing, you know, there'd be little yeah. math problems. You're like, oh, I, I, I hate totally, math now. It's like, I could totally relate to that because of the ADHD problem as well. A lot of people with ADHD, yeah. if they don't understand the concept they, within the first couple of seconds, well, it's not fun, the mind. Yeah, goes, yeah, yeah. It, goes, it goes out and you're like, man, I'm never going to get this. You get frustrated. Yeah, and yeah. That's not fun, right? Yeah. But the, like, like, so for some people when they read, there's like a movie that plays in their mind. 
I'm like, dude, that never happened to me. <laughs> you know, I'm, when I read, I'm trying to read the word for word, you know. Yeah. But then, like, when, when I heard it, then I could start to, to see it, like, visualize it. And then, so that's when they kind of started Definitely. Putting, putting together. Yeah, we, we've talked about this on, on this podcast before, that everyone learns in their own way. Yeah. Me, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm the opposite. I still listen to podcasts, but I like reading books. Yeah. Like, I like physically reading a book. I've, I've, I've reread books. And I, because I'll go through an underline, I'll highlight, I'll yeah. bracket, I'll annotate. And I don't know, sometimes when I'm listening to a podcast, I just don't absorb it as much. Yeah. So, you know? But did you always like reading books, though? Yeah. So, I, so, that, so that's different. Like, yeah. like I hated books. Yeah. Me like, too. You see what uh, I'm he got me on it, though. Yeah. Joey got me. Yeah. Uh, uh, he put me under book, book where should I pour that? Yeah. So I reading it, and I'm like, wait a, wait a minute. What is going on that, here? That's nice. It's like a some small little book, yeah. you know, but some books are like daunting you're like I don't want to but, but there's certain people that says certain things that uh, get to you like I think Seneca said like um, get easy what others have labored for I'm like what the heck does that mean right he's saying that like those that, that wrote the books that's the, their whole life they're giving it to you as an experience and you can wow. get it and I never looked at it that way and I was like whoa right? and it, it's so true and so then that's why I get so obsessed about books now like because it, it, it's like that, that skill that I could have had earlier that would have progressed me faster if, had it, had I read that book. True. Right? Like, I totally yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah. So totally I'm, I'm just, le- I'm like late. Yeah, no, no, I, yeah, I totally agree. I, I there's, feel like there's so up. many books out there, like The Four Agreements, mm-hmm. Learning So Much. Have you read that book? Yeah, I've actually read that book. I love it. Like, I, I love, I love it. that. Like, it's one of my favorite books. Yeah, yeah. I think I got one more chapter. I you got, got one the last yeah, one, yeah. which is uh, Do Your Best. You're, I think so. I, I don't remember the four. I just remember be that it was very important. It's like it's like be truthful, right? Be like, impeccable. Yeah, don't lie to yourself. Uh, type be impeccable of with your word. Be impeccable with your words. I didn't even uh, read it. Yeah, be impeccable with your words. Uh, don't take anything personal. Uh, don't make assumptions. Yeah. And then do your best. Oh, right, nice, nice. So this is one thing that I I, I realized that when you read books, even though you don't remember, subconsciously you're remembering those. Yeah. Right. I, I remember like when I was in college, I would act in a certain way and I would make decisions in a certain way and I didn't know why. And then when I reread the book, I'm like, oh, that's where I got that from. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but subconsciously, I think you're, you're really like, like soaking it in without yeah. even realizing it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. And like you said, how those all those different speakers, they, I think after, every, every time I read a new book, it, it changes my thinking. And it's like, so, it's like you can't even like, imagine that before doing it. Because yeah. like when you're in like a new mindset and a new way of thinking... It's just like, oh, it's like you look at your old way of thinking, like, how did they ever think that way? Yeah, exactly. You know? Like, exactly. now it just, like, opens up a whole new world of possibilities. No, no, like, I know. I did, this, I did think of this other book. It's called The Power of Sub- Subconscious Mind by mm. Joseph Murphy. Okay, okay. I'm having a hard time understanding this book. Okay, yeah. so, so sometimes... Um, the vocabulary is super hard for right. me because English so is my third language. I, I don't like, um, like, Shakespeare language. It's hard for me. It's, it's difficult for me. For me, too. Right, yes. so, but there's certain people that will write about that. That can can relate to you. That's why really? books are different for everybody. But there's certain ones that you're gonna gravitate towards, hmm. right? Are the subconscious mind stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I started this like like literally a couple of days ago. Show him. Yeah. I'm first page. Man, what is he talking yeah. about? No idea. Yeah. I, you, when you should first show me that book, I'm like, yeah, you're gonna have a tough time because it just yeah. it looks. My, I'm, I'm, English is my third language. Yeah, you might like uh, Joe Dispenza is kind of good. Like so he's still kind of technical, but he, he breaks yeah. it down very easy. Okay. Right? So I think there's, there's Brendan Richard. He also he's yeah really good. he's, he, he's, he's very used easy. simple English. Yeah. John yeah. Maxwell was John Maxwell. Was Maxwell yeah, was he's, really good he's actually um, Maxwell is actually the book I read because I didn't know anything about leadership and I had to become the president of a, of a associate, the lar- one of the second largest association in college. I was so scared that year. I was like, uh-huh. I don't know what to do. <laughs> but the book says I got to keep moving up. Like Richard Pourdad says I got to, you know, just say yes to these things. Yeah, right? And right. I'm, I'm, I'm a pushover where I can't say no. And so when people <laughs> ask me, hey, you want to become this? I'm like, okay, right? But yeah. I don't know anything about it. But John Maxwell is one of those guys. Yeah. And he's very easy to, to understand. Right? Oh, he is. He yeah, is. yeah. I mean, I love the book. I always call it Three Things Six Successful People Do. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. Totally recommend it. So I, I want to learn a little bit more about your journey. You met Jerry right after college? Like, um, so bef- before I graduated, I started taking his course. and then Okay. We, we started oh, getting so you were still in college, college. kind of yeah. like me. Yeah, I was like, kind of like that. I was like in my sophomore year. So like, what's like, from, from then to what you do now, what's kind of been like the, the journey? What have been some kind of ups and downs? check, check marks, or like memorable times where it's like, okay, that was like a, a time where I, this was like highlights. Yeah, so you know, or, or low lights. I so guess. the book was always right, but I didn't know until after the fact. Like you, you, <laughs> you don't know looking forward, but you know looking back, like how it all connects. Twenty twenty is always hindsight. Right, right. Isn't that a quote? Yeah. So, so then, um, because of that, like uh, it's always been the skill that I'm after, right? 
and I didn't recognize that until I moved. So when I moved to like, uh, from, uh, when, after I, I left with Jerry, because I used to uh, help him run his company in the back end, uh, I moved to Lufthansa Cargo. And I utilized um, a lot of what I learned from different things and I applied it also. Cargo to, company? Yeah, so I, I became like a foreman and then I became okay. uh, operations. And, and so I, whatever I, I, I took, even from, from, from Granger, I, when I first worked there, that's the one that I, I quit to, to work mm -hmm. with Jerry. I took whatever somebody taught me and I applied it every single step of the way. Like one of my boss said, like, because uh, I, I, I'm Asian, so I, I'm hardworking, right? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> but but he, he caught me going to work and like I was just working. And he said, what are you doing? I'm like, um, going to work. He's like, no, I need you to walk around. So he was one of those bosses that like trying to teach me skills, like to to network and build rapport. I didn't know what you yeah. know at that point. I was like, he wants me to talk. <laughs> he doesn't want your work. This is good, a great job. You know? yeah. yeah, but I took that with me, and then like everything I, I learned, I took with me. The only thing that I wish, if I had gone back, had learned how to do was learn how to ask how to do something. Mm. Like I was with Jerry, and he was good at certain things. I always thought Jerry's gifted at that. That's not me. Mm. I never, I never asked them like, hey, how are you so good at that? What, what do I need to do so I can become better at it? Like, what, do you, what am, am I doing? Like, I didn't know how to ask the right questions to get the skill necessary. And I didn't learn that until like after the fact. Right? But because like as I left, I grew, as I came back, I'm like, oh, that's where Jerry, like I started connecting everything, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 It makes sense. making sense. That yeah. makes sense. I mean, looking past, see what you've done. Yeah. You can learn a lot from just reflecting. Of course. Yeah, there's yeah. this thing, uh, I just read it recently. I can't remember who brought it up. It's called Mirror Neurons or something like that. Mirror Neurons? It's either Mirror or Mirror oh. Neurons. Okay. I, don't, I, I didn't Google exactly, but it sounded... I'm, I'm, I'm listening to these books, right? So <laughs> that's like, But basically, like you learn best from watching somebody, and there's something in your in your body chemistry that allows you to, to, to kind of like copy it. Yeah, what I think it's doing. like evolutionary. Yeah, it's like, like an evolutionary thing. I mean, like apes, you see their mom or dad hunting. Like how they how are they yeah. gonna learn? They gotta yeah. watch them first. True. Kind of so it's, it's different back. when you're when you're in action with somebody versus like just reading the the thing versus seeing it. So I was with with Jerry in and out, right? So maybe I picked up some of those tendencies. Yeah. I didn't even know it. Right. I had it, and I kept telling myself, I can't. I can never do that. That's you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think just one of the big things I've known uh, that I've learned, I've noticed about you, Shalom, in my two and a half years knowing you is that you you go into everything with so much curiosity open-minded like, like we're at our jumpstart meetings I'll say something and you start taking notes as if like it could, like we could be like a whole subject right <laughs> and, then, and then like it'll be like a small detail of that subject you'd be like you'd be like you'd be like you're learning that whole subject for the first time even if you just learned a detail oh yeah like, like one of the I know what you're talking about like this one example um um, sh show the world what you intend to do. Oh, no, tell the world what you intend to do, but first show it. Oh my gosh. Like when he first showed me that, I was like, wait, what? Wait, what? That, 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 like I, it's like the first time I kind of heard it, right? Or like I've heard it differently, but it, it put it in a way where like, like I internalize it. Right. Like I wrote it down. I'm like, man, that, that's going to be like, I know that's one of your things, right? right. So I kind of took it from you. I'm right. like, so that's internalizing me. Like that, that's why I'm not so open in telling everybody like, this is what I'm doing. I'm just kind of doing it, and then people start to ask, right? That's awesome. so, yeah, yeah. Like, you go. I feel like you go about life as if it's not your first time doing it, yeah. you know, because you, you obviously you're an adult. But like you go like about like it's like you're experiencing it for the first time, like you like with a fresh perspective. And I think for me, being only 22, and then we have other young people at Jumpstart. I think that's it's inspirational. Yeah. Just to, just to see someone like you, you're not you're not just even though even though I'm younger than you, you're not gonna be closed-minded to learning from me. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't get me wrong. Like, I think I have a tendency to do that. Like, everybody does. Right. Like, it's natural, I'm, right? I'm always forcing myself, okay, what am I going to learn from, from Joey? Right? Hmm. Like, like um, we have a tendency to say, I already know that. But, like, I, I can't remember which book this is, but it basically says, when you do that, your mind shuts off. Yeah. Right? So you're not learning anymore. Right? But when you start to hear it, you're like, oh, I could I use that. Like, like, this is interesting. He could be giving me more input. Right. Then that's how I view it every time I learn something new. Like with curiosity, like, oh, maybe this is something different. Right? Yeah. Because then I'm always learning. Like I always, I think Tom Bilyeu says this, that um, there's this word, anti-fragile. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. Um, there's a book also on anti-fragile. Basically, like, um, I think the, there used to be not a word for uh, anti-fragile in the English dictionary. Like what's the opposite of fragile? People would say robust or tough. strong or tough. But that's not true. Anti-fragile is the one where uh, if it gets destroyed, it actually becomes stronger. If you attack mm. it, it gets stronger, right? And 
uh, somebody had said that he couldn't figure out anything that was anti-fragile in this world in terms of, as a person, how do you become anti-fragile, except through learning. Like if you're a student, if you're always learning, that's how you become anti-fragile. Like you could, right? Because when, when, when you are trying to be um, correct all the time, like you're always right, then you're fragile yeah. when, you're, you're, when somebody tells you you're wrong. Right? You're like, oh, dude, no, I'm right. I know I'm right, right? right? Like you get that cocky, but if you're a learner, if you're a student, you can never be wrong. You're like, yeah, you're right. Maybe you're correct. And you don't have to feel like you're disrespected. You, all it is is like, yeah, I can take that. I can use that. True. Yeah. yeah. And, and to have that enthusiasm, like he said, he was just actually, you told, you told me that, that how he shows the enthusiasm of, of, of excitement, of he wants to learn something. Uh, I feel like you also do a great job of, of, of keeping that inner child in you. <laughs> Thanks. I, I, I don't know child. if I'm correct. I, don't, I mean, this is, I think, the third conversation I'm having with you. I met you at the Jumpstart yeah. one time, and I saw you at the Mexican restaurant. Yeah. The yeah. yeah, so... And, would you agree that you have a child in you? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, and these are things that, like, I don't think I always did, but then I, uh, these are skills that uh, were important and necessary for, for learning. Right? They always say, I think mm -hmm. it's maybe in some books and scriptures or something like that, like curiosity like a child, right? Because I'm, I'm big on yeah, that. Yeah. I'm big on that. When, so, I come, when it comes to me, like, there was this uh, YouTube video I saw one time that drew, uh, no, no, it was actually a documentary on Netflix when they, shoot, when do, a, when they do an experiment on, on, on grown-ups and, and little kids. Yeah. And they show a picture, just a, just just a random picture to, to adults, and they show the same picture to little kids, and they, they say write down whatever that comes in your mind, and the kids always have more than adults. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it was it was super extremely uh, fascinating to me because it's five years old. She's she he or she's like five or six years old, but he's she's coming out with longer less. <laughs> yeah. And who's adult? 25, 26. And they can't they can't think anymore. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and that's, that's just that's to me is super, super interesting because yeah. it shows that kids are thinking outside the box. Uh, they thinking create creatively to connect that those picture whatever they're looking at, and then I feel like that's a skill that people need to right. build. Not especially yeah. nowadays. Yeah, it's, no. it's been it's been a common thread across. Not every book, but like across like books I've read and podcasts listened to, it's been a common thread that, like, a common trait in successful people is that they've maintained their inner child, they've maintained their curiosity and their open mindedness. So, so yeah, so that's a good word that you said, like maintained, right? I think like everybody came in curious. Right. And I think Neil deGrasse Tyson he talked about this is that when you're growing up, people started to limit you and tell you things. Like for instance, one of the examples he gave, and this this got to me as a parent. <laughs> okay, he said. Um, when you're in a uh, rain pour, right, and you're with your son or daughter, and they see a puddle, what do they want to do? Jump on. <laughs> but what do you want to tell them? Don't. Don't. Yeah. Right. Their curiosity wanted to learn physics and all these things, but we train them to say no, don't, don't, don't get curious, don't. And yeah. we train them when they spill or because they're doing stuff in the kitchen, right? So uh, to me, I'm, I'm reversing it now. Like, oh, I, like I try not to get mad at them because like I'm trying to, so what are you trying to do? I try to figure out what, where the curiosity is. And I'm trying to be like them, right? So what do you do when, yeah. when, when you're about to worry about you, when you're about to yell at them? Do you stop? Do you're like, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to do that. No, no, so I, I, I kind of, sometimes I still yell at them, right? Okay. I'm, I'm still paired, of course, but I yeah. go, so, okay. Then I, I'll go back and I ask them, like, so what, what were you trying to do? And then they, they always try to say something. Well, I was just trying to see if the water would come out. Like, so then now, you know, like I almost stopped that yeah. right i can't get met like i can't you can't all i can say now is like as long as you clean it up i'm good right like that's how that's how like my go-to now like you can do it but as long as you clean it up or do it somewhere else so it's safe like like that so i, I kind of yeah. just guide it this uh, different way now so then yeah like i think we we inhibit people and i think that's what happened to me like that i i, I used to be very shy and not vocal i hated public speaking hmm. but i think growing up because somebody told yeah. me to be quiet well you like you said at the yeah. beginning your parents were <laughs> protective they, yeah, they yeah that's, my no, no that's my culture. That's my culture, yeah. So yeah. Like you learned through that. You know, you learned through that upbringing. Okay, now maybe then when you have your kids, you want to, like I said, you learned through it, through your upbringing, now you want to take a different approach. Right, which, exactly. Or slightly different, you know. I'm testing it, so I'm, I, I'm not 100%. You How know, many kids do like, you have? I got three kids. Three? They're, oh, they're wow. freaking yeah. smart, too. Like, oh, wow. Dude, I think all kids these days are smart. Boy or girl? Yeah, I got three boys, all boys. Three, all oh, boys, okay. They're, they're, they're also named after the X-Men. So <laughs> 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 I wanted superheroes, little superheroes. Okay. That's awesome. And he's uh, eight is the oldest, Xavier. Uh, Logan, he's uh, seven. And then uh, Remy, she gambit, he's, uh, he's turning five in September. So, yeah. God bless. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, go ahead. No, I, I didn't have a question. 
well, this is this is kind of off the top, but Jory told me that I don't know I don't I, I don't know if it's true, but I want to hear from you. Yeah. Jory told me you don't wear jackets in winter. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this is because of my curiosity. Like, okay. if somebody says something, I'm gonna try it, right? Like, <laughs> like before, I used to think like that guy's superhuman, right? Like, there's no way he's just built differently, right? But then now I'm thinking like, hey, if he can do it, like, can I do it? So this this guy is his name is uh, Wim Hof. Wim, Wim Hof. Hof. Okay. So I first encountered him, and I was like, dude, this guy doesn't wear jacket anywhere. And then like I, every time I watched him, he said that he he trains people to do it. I'm like, there's no way. You're saying I could do this, right? So like he goes like an ice, doesn't he go in like an ice cube or yeah, something? Yeah, he stands, and he stands in like a there. freezer for like hours on end. But but the crazy thing is that like he he's able to uh, I think control his parasympathetic nervous system. Like basically he could pump adrenaline or something like that. So he like he could uh, kind of like uh, deflect like. Um, getting sick so I, I think what they tested him where they they put e coli in him and they they it's in his system he doesn't show any symptoms kind of <laughs> like like you know what i mean like he, he does it he increases like i don't know what it is but on a, on a on a health level he's just like, like immune system go. Yeah, yeah like he, but the, the crazy thing was like he was teaching people how to do it and when i read that it can be learned it can be taught and that people with like disabilities he was teaching them yeah. to climb like the mountains like that how do you spell his name uh hoff is h-o-f-f -F, i believe wim hoff so Wim Hof, w I M, right? yeah, Wim Hof. He's an older gentleman, like an older guy, and he he was supposed to like, he was suicidal, and he jumped in the water, and then like that's when his epiphany came. He's like, oh, this is <laughs> you know, I can Wait, teach people this stuff. Oh, wow. yeah. What yeah. the? He's got a crazy. They all have crazy stories, right? There, there's this other guy too. He's got. I mean, there's a bunch of them, right? So then I'm always like, if he can do it, like, what oh, I've seen like, this guy. Right. Okay, right. I've seen him. Yeah. So uh, so I've been doing that for like two years now. So that's why I don't wear a jacket. Like my son, he even did the the polar bear club with me, and he was like only he, like he, seven or six. The at plunge, that time. right? Yeah, the plunge. We plunged together. Yeah, he's probably like one of the youngest so guys jumped, that was there. Yeah, you jumped into like Michigan, right, in the middle of winter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your son did that. <laughs> my son did it too. How, like, uh, one? Thing. Uh, Xavier, the, yeah, one. the oldest one. Yeah, the oldest okay. one. He tried it, and he was excited. He's like, "I'm gonna be in the news." <laughs> <laughs> so Wait, like, so this was in the winter. Yeah, that was in the winter. I oh, think wow. last year or two two years ago. It's been that long now. Come on, he had jumped in water. You barely made it to the Colorado River. <laughs> Do that. That water might. I mean, yeah. That was. Yeah, but but look at this. Okay, so um. I'm from the Philippines, okay? When I worked at Lufthansa Cargo, because it's like open, it's windy and winter's really cold, they would know how cold it was based on how many jackets I was wearing. Because I would wear up to like three, four layers of jackets. That's why they always make fun of me. But to take that and be exactly opposite, where I don't even wear a jacket. Yeah, you're the opposite. So, right? so like, are you completely used to it now? So it, it, I'm, I'm used to it because I'm familiar with the feeling. The feeling never goes away, but you can just kind of like, oh, ignore okay, it. the sensation. I don't want to say ignore it, but I've kind of... Uh, train myself to say, oh, this feels good. I like this. Okay. Like, I always tell mm. myself, oh, brisk, I love it. Like, you know what I mean? That's <laughs> so, so like, funny. I do the same It's still uncomfortable, but I'm always like, but... <laughs> God, I like smile. Like, yeah, I like yeah. This. yeah. So I always, I always say that I love it. I can't wait for that feeling. How long has it been you've been doing this? Two, two years almost. Two years? And then, yeah. uh, um, has there been time when you step outside, you're like, man, I'm, I gotta wear a jacket. So there's, there's been cold. a time where I'm thinking, like, is this too cold where I could... Um, hurt myself like I think when yeah. it was below like 20 or 30 I was thinking yeah. about it I'm like should I try it go outside <laughs> like I was I was thinking about it like maybe for a few uh, a few minutes and just to test if I like it yeah so I, I'll think about it especially as I'm getting older right the first time I actually did it I got sick because mm. um I was working out heavy and I was like putting too much strain on my body I wasn't like uh, there's certain times I was only sleeping like four hours or three hours so it's not that I got sick because um like of, of the weather, I think it was I got sick because I compromised my immunity or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so if I do something crazy, I, I won't do it, right? You know what I mean? Like if I don't have enough sleep, I won't do it. But if I'm yeah. like, you know, hundred percent, like no, no problem, I'll yeah. do it. Yeah. Some people might do something like that to prove others wrong, you know. But you're doing it more to, to prove yourself right. To build right? Yeah. mental yeah. toughness, right? Just mental, to see, yeah. to to gain the skills, build the mental toughness, right? Uh, especially the the quote, be uncomfortable. I mean, be comfortable with the uncomfortable. So like. Like, if that's going to be my new norm, i got to figure out ways to make it uncomfortable. Like, so that I'm not, uh, I'm okay going into a situation like that. Like, I think next year, I'm, I'm trying to look for a friend that might, like, don't, not donate, but let me use their pool so I can jump in instead of just taking the, the cold showers in the middle of winter, right? Because it's a little bit different when you're submerged versus just showering inside. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so then that's kind of, like, the next level I want to try. And just to see, like, how long I can stay in there, maybe, like, I think the longest we stayed was uh, about, like, 20 or 30 minutes in the water. And it was like cold water. Like cold water. Like I, I want to say it was like, like close to freezing. It's, it's almost like um, with, it wasn't an ice bath, but they have this um, 
it's almost like an ice bath over at one of the resorts and we, we tested it and we're in there it's funny because like we're in there we're just chilling and people come down like Ooh! like how are you guys in there right? and, like, <laughs> and it's they're swearing and stuff and we're, we're laughing like we're just pretending to relax right? but so when they come in we're like cracking up because like oh they're like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that so. was that was in Colorado we went to Colorado uh, Emerald Lake Emerald Lake Emerald Lake the, one there's, there's, the highest one. there's like Lake Bear I don't know there's Emerald Lake I forget the next name, but we climbed up this trail, went all the way up. Um, yeah. Uh, the water, definitely the really? coldest. Well, definitely the coldest water I've ever gone into. And I've, and I've, and in Iran, back home, I used to actually go to mountains with my father a little bit. We used to jump in the water here. And yeah, there. yeah. But that water was one of the coldest. Oh my God! So, I jumped there. My whole body was just freezing, and I just. I was just thinking, oh, I got this, I got this. I was just <laughs> yeah, yeah, up yeah. To this guy, and I was trying to have fun with him. Oh, I love it. Let's go. Yeah, and yeah. He came for a little bit. Trevor came in. Uh, but yeah, it's true. It's it's a it's a mind over matter. It, it, yeah. It's like uh, I know you said not ignore it, but I try to ignore it. I'm like, yeah. ah, it's just just there. I just I'm just I'm barely could feel it. Yeah. So exactly. I try to talk myself. Yeah. Out of it, which is I couldn't relate that into boxing. As well, when I get like a nice punch into my face, it makes you want to like, not, yeah. not yeah, it makes you not want to like punch again or like fight or like step back. I'm like, oh come on, it's just a punch. You'll be fine. Could just continue. It's meant, it builds that mental toughness, which I completely understand. Yeah. Feel me apart. No, absolutely. There's, so there's this guy, um, uh, David Goggins. Oh are, yeah. Uh, you, are you familiar with him? David. David Goggins. He was on Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We okay. talked about uh, it before. Yeah. So uh, how like he? he lost a bunch of weight. He did like Navy, like Navy SEAL training, like four times. Okay, okay. Something okay. like that. Okay. So I've, you've, I've you've seen, seen him. him. I've seen him definitely. So the the crazy thing is that when I saw him, and heard him, like that changed my mind. Like when when I'm in pain, like there's no way you can compare it to how he was. Right. Like, like this guy was. So the, one of his stories. I don't want to ruin the book for you guys, but like so one of his stories. He was running like a hundred mile marathon. Okay. <laughs> Just, just like, just not, not training for it. Like somebody just said, "Hey, you should do this." He's like, "Okay, I'll do it." Right. So he does it. Right. Without yet, training. Without training. Hundred right? miles. Hundred miles. Like, so he's not training for it, right? So he runs it uh, at mile seventy-five. Okay. Kid you not, he's like peeing blood. He's pooping himself. He he can't get up. He can't shake, right? Or something like that. This is during when he's running. This is during his running. Oh, wow. Right. So he goes deep into his mind. Right, and this is where he basically says, "There's a limiter in your mind that's just trying to protect you." But if you can go beyond it, I'm like, "This guy's freaky." <laughs> but, but he he gets up, and he starts to, you know what? I'm gonna do this. Right? It's either I'm gonna die or I'm gonna die, die trying doing this. Like he he basically said, "There's no way I'm not doing this." Right? So he starts getting up, and he starts to, to just move. Right? And his wife is like, "At, at this rate, you you're not gonna be able to make it." He's already, like, he can't even physically, but, like, mentally, he's like, no, I'm making it. So, dude starts running nonstop for, like, another 20 miles. What the? Just, dude, I'm, that's what I'm saying. You see that African-American? Yes. Yeah, okay. A bald guy. Okay, David okay, bald guy. guy. I saw him. So he, he had a he, book, right, called I Can't... You Can't you Hurt can, Me. You Can't you Hurt can, Me. You Can't Hurt Me. Very hurt good book. Have you read it? Yeah, I've read it. I've read, like, read a lot of... So, he's one of, like, the mentors that I look to, like... Like, if I can't push something, there's no way. Like, David Goggins, like, he's the weakest guy on earth. And, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you have no excuse. Like, I basically, like, like go to him. It's like, I got no excuse. Wow. You know? yeah. so, and he finished 100 miles. Yeah, he finished it. He, he does some crazy stuff. You know, he did, like, uh, 60,000 push-ups or something to break the world record or, or something like wow. that. Like, it's crazy. And they, there are people telling me, you can't do that. There's no way. It's impossible. Like, you know. He does it. He does it. He always... Don't doubt him. Don't, never don't doubt that, man. Don't doubt doubting that kid. He's legit. <laughs> So, so going back to like an another common thread that I've come across in my in my studies, whatnot, is that you know to not get too comfortable, and that's that's something that we we're talking about right now. It's like you know, you, you gotta you, lost my train of thought, but like put yourself purposely yeah. put yourself through discomfort because it'll make you mentally tougher, probably physically tougher. Like so, and in today's age, it's it's so easy to get by. And to be successful, you know, get money yeah. in your bank account yeah. by being and still being comfortable, but to really reach that next level, to really live the life of your dreams, in quotes, why do you, why do you think it's so important to to go through discomfort? So for me, like the discomfort comes from um, like this. I think it was Les Brown that said it. He basically said this speech, and I heard it one time, and the, like it, it changed the way I thought like about discomfort. Like he basically said, like um, in your deathbed. Like, don't worry that nobody shows up. Like, worry that your dreams, your hopes, your desires, your ambitions, looking at you, angry, saying, 
why didn't you use us? And I was like, oh, that, yeah. that's like, so So to me, like, that's why, like, is it because I, I got uh, comfortable and I didn't want to try? Right. right. Imagine, like, if, if you believe in an afterlife of God and, and God asks you, like, you know, why didn't you become the best of this? You, you didn't even try. Like, that, that kind of thing, yeah, that, that discussion, right? Like, like, you could have been somebody, but you didn't even try. Like, that, that scares me more than the death itself type of thing. That's right. actually, <laughs> like... Did you hear Joe Rogan had a pretty similar, not Joe Rogan, uh, but he uh, he brought it up in, in his one of his podcasts that 85% of the men die with the lead fire in them. Oh, man. Yeah, and then that, 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 yeah, that, I, I, that, yeah. that one. I'm hit, not going to be in the 85%. That, yeah, yeah that like one, that. that one hit me. I'm like, uh, 85% of the men on yeah. this planet yeah. die with desire to do something, but they never did it. Yeah. And that, that, yeah. that touched me. That touched me. And he did it on the same episode. He said something else. He said, uh, you need to live your life, and if somebody is 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 filming your documentary every single day, like yeah. what if what if it was somebody was with you twenty four seven filming your documentary to put it out there for people for the whole world so they could see how you live? Yeah. yeah. How would you live your life? Right. Absolutely. I think I. I, I and that's I what I get I, from you. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. Like like. I think I think he's not wrong. Like, um, there's this. I think Joseph Campbell. Have you heard of that guy? I've heard of the him, hero's yeah. journey. He's yeah, basically yeah. known for that. Like, all the movies is because of that. Like, mm. it's like the the heroes, but they go like, they're like this weakling, and then they they go on this journey and they become somebody, and then they bring it back. Slay the like, dragon, right? Right. And get the gold. Like that's kind of like I'm 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 trying to do exactly what Joe Rogan is saying. It's like I'm trying to slay my dragon. What is it? I'm trying to find it, right? True. Like like this like right now this is my dragon, right? This is this problem that I have. I'm trying to slay this thing so that I can get to the next level. Right? And then when you get there, surprisingly, it's not get comfortable. It's like there's another dragon. That's kind of, you know that's like True. that's the, that's the so, thing. So question. So let, let's say you're doing all, all these things to 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 be the best version of yourself. What what do you do on the days that you feel discouraged or, or unmotivated? You just tired of everything and like you don't you don't have a gas tank. And what do you do at that point? So like I'm I'm at that point right now too. Like everything is just kind of crushing me in, like like because there's too much happening. Like mm. I have so much on my like. At first, I didn't have enough, right? And now I've, I've kind of put too much. And I'm mm. trying to like, ah, oh, this, is, this is like too much to handle. You know, things are coming, coming down. Um, but because of the books, they gave me uh, an understanding that um, I don't get uh, anxious or frustrated. It's just looking at the steps. So yeah. step one, like what I get, like, it, it, I, I think I get frustrated when I don't know what my next step is. Right? Yeah. So, so okay. then it's I, just basically like, so what's my next step? If I can figure that out, that, that, then I'm good. Right, I don't need to jump to step sixty-six, right, or all this thing. It's like, okay, I got this problem, and sometimes certain people will give you that the right um, advice. Or uh, like I, I spoke with Jerry one time, and I was like, well, I'm never gonna hit my goal because I'm stuck doing this, and all my cars are are, are broken. How can I hit my goal if if I don't buy more cars? And, and you know, they, like I'm I'm overwhelmed. Like I'm just no way I have time. And he's like, why don't you just stick with one? What's your problem? Solve those first. And then move after that, right? So I didn't have that clarity. So when once I did that, then I learned. Okay, I got my step one, right? And then th that's how I don't get discouraged because I, I find my step one. Uh, and then I look back uh, to like the times where these people, you know, that that get discouraged. It's yeah. uh, you're always gonna get discouraged, right? Uh, but it's like the consistency. Yeah. Right? How about I'm the motivation? Like, what do you what do you dig in to find the motivation? So. Um, so th these are the ones that I go back. Of course, because you have a family right now. I yeah. Mean. So like my mo my mo my motivation is like becoming the best version of myself. Like, and I have to I have to work on that. Like, well, like why is that? Like, ultimately, that's what it became, right? Because mm -hmm. that's like the the main thing that's gonna filter for my family, for for my friends, my my network, everybody around me. Because of that one thing that I'm working on, will affect everybody. That's kind of like where I found my motivation, and it took me a while. Right. I'm 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 very religious or 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 uh, devout. So then that's kind of like. For me, that's what I was created, right? To hmm. become that, that, that person that I was meant to be Shalom. Not to be like Michael Jordan, not to be, you know, yeah. Joe Rogan, not to be, I gotta be Shalom, but I gotta figure that out. What does that look like? I when I that. become Michael Jordan, right? Michael Jordan level talent, or Joe Rogan level talent, or whatever, whoever it is that you're looking at, what does that look like? That's, that's where my motivation is. And that'll trickle down to my family, right? Like, that will trickle down because I've become the best version. And the best version obviously doesn't treat my family like crap, right? Like, sure. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the, my best version is the best version. Like, I got, I got it all. Like, I don't have to uh, sacrifice family for money, for time. You see what I'm saying? Like, course, I don't, yeah. I, I don't think I don't think I have to sacrifice one for the other. I think sense. my best version can get it so that everything is in harmony. 
Right? I don't want to say it's balanced because like sometimes I'm working more at certain things, but they're working together as a harmony. It's like beautiful music, right? Yeah. One is not always going to be stronger than the other, but at, at the same time, they're making beautiful sounds, right? Of course. Hmm. Going back to the first question, you said, like, what do you do on your bad days or just discouraged days, whatever you want to call it? You know, like sometimes um, when you're in those days, you start to look at the big picture, like, oh, I'm not going to become that person. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. oh, how am I going to reach my dreams? But then a solution or I guess a way to keep going was to focus on the task at hand, mm -hmm. right? You, you kind of... All right, it's like you gotta bring yourself back to the to the moment, right? Okay, what are these problems I have right in front of me? How do I solve them? Because yeah, motivation always goes. Like it's not yeah. always gonna be there, right? And then I always look back at like the teaching. You know, it's the consistency. It's not that the one day, right? It's the how many days that you're doing it. And then you, yeah. it's kind of like a like a ebb and flow, right? There, you're gonna be high. There's gonna be lows. There's a roller coaster. There's, there's a roller coaster. Those it are guaranteed. Is. Definitely. Right? How do you manage the lows? That that's it. Like, what's my step one? What's my step? What right. I gotta do? What I gotta do today? What What did I do? Like, I don't discourage myself. Right? I try to talk nicely to myself, like 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 a lot of the books tell you. Like, you know, I don't say, "Oh, you're so stupid. You're never gonna make it." You know, I'd be like, "Where Where did we go wrong? How can I learn from this?" Like, those are like yeah. the language that I try to use. You know, as often as I can, or right. when I remember. So definitely, and it, it's it's so simple, and sometimes people make fun of it, like you know, like looking yourself in the mirror, like I'm great, I like yeah, like I I get it, like it's fine, make fun of it, whatever, but like it works, because <laughs> yeah. it goes back to feeding the subconscious. Yeah, it, it it truly works, and if you wake up with a, a frown on your face, you're like, oh, I gotta go do this and that. You're, you're gonna this is a bad start to the day, but if you purposely constantly wake up with smile on your face and say like, you know, today's me a great day, and then yeah. keep going and keep. I, I put triggers too. Yeah. Like I put like I'll like notes trigger here and I get up and then like maybe another trigger like in my bathroom. I want to think I, I want to have one in my car. So everywhere I go, I'm like constantly reminding myself. I have reminders on my phone too. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But th those are good. Like um, I think Michael Phelps, like when he's working out, he does the same thing over and over, like almost like a routine, so that he bo his body knows how to react and adjust. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like why I'm trying to build habits. So that in those bad days, I could kind of just plow through it, essentially, you know. Touching on yeah, ha yeah. habits, that's, that's one thing I've started picking up. Because sometimes I go through this, like you say, a roller coaster. This, this emotional ups and downs where I, I'm on a road. Like, he knows it. Yeah, I, yeah. I write two music, uh, and then I'm getting everything done. On top of my social media, I uh, touch bases with my fans. It's just I'm t on top of everything. And there's days that I, I absolutely don't do nothing shalom, and I, and I feel so... Down and I'm just yeah. like, man, what what am I doing? I I should go find a job. Yeah, I got, yeah. I got, <laughs> yeah, I got. No, no, this is crazy. And yeah, and I, yeah, God, I asked, I'm like, what am I? I'm I'm crazy, and I I, I just realized like I, I like when you talked about habit, I picked up this small habits. Like I asked myself, are you happy with the way you look with your body? Like you said, mom or dad, but yeah. <laughs> I'm not. So let's see what I could do. I started training twice a day. In the morning, I go to uh, gym and then come home, take a break, eat. Eat clean. I went on this uh, clean diet. Then go to the boxing later. And I start reading more. Uh, yeah. I try to wake up every day at seven. See, just eat before I start my day. And I started meditating. And these small habits help yeah. me. But still, there's days that I still get up and I'm like, man, I don't want to meditate today. But I force myself. I'm like, yeah. it's a great habit. I picked it up. I should stick to it. I gotta do it. Yeah. And I'm I'm still working through those too. And I'm I'm applying like little learnings. You know, like um. Like that, I can't remember like micro habits or something like that. No. I don't know if it was a micro book. habits. Micro habits. Micro habits. I, I micro, think uh, Joey probably sent me a book or something. Yeah. But basically, this one guy said that it's not um, about how long you're doing it, but that that you just did it. True. So yeah. if it's like one minute, you have no excuse that you couldn't do it, right? And it was to to have that consistency in your life, so that. Um, so these are just some tricks that I'm testing out. Like, does this work for me, right? Cause right. It could work for some. It might not be working for others. True. Right? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm on the same page. I'm, I'm, I'm testing things. Like, yeah. I'm tra testing yeah. this med meditation in the morning. I'm testing to not, the minute I get up, to not go on my phone for two hours. Right. To, right. to see how it goes. Yeah. And then I see the positive effect. <laughs> I see how motivated I am. I see how um, driven I am to, throughout the day. I have more energy. Yeah. But it has, it has its ups and downs. And, right. and like those, the habits that you use, they're going um, to change as your life changes, as, yeah, as you, so you have a job, you got to start waking up at a different time, you True. know, to the, to the needs of your life, so you, you kind of, but I think it's always important to keep, like, a tab of those habits, so then when it's like, ooh, boom, I'm going to start doing, I'm going to start meditating, I have to work every day now, and kind of, like, pulling from this library of those things that got you where you are today, into the tools, right? yeah, you know, yeah, the, the tools. Yeah, I agree. No, you're right, yeah.
I think for me, there's this, there's this thing that I think is very important. It's, it's called a keystone habit. And then that's always in the back of my mind. Keystone habit? Yeah. Can you describe that? I can't, I can't remember who said it and what book. I've read so many, I can't like put it all together. Yeah, yeah. But um, a keystone habit is basically like a habit that you have um, that affects all other habits. So if you, if you master, so instead of like, I'm going to meditate, I'm going to work out, I'm going to do all this thing. Like, no, no. You, you think about this one thing that's going to affect everything. Like, for instance, the working out. Because you work out, now you're eating healthier. Now you your time management is better. Now you, it, it, it affects it yeah. So it, yeah, you so you didn't try to work on all these other things, but it affected all those other. So I'm I'm always like curious. Okay, is this a keystone? Is this like you know one of those things that are gonna affect all these little things? Yeah. Right? Instead of right. like man, I missed all my my workouts and I missed this and that. Right. So it's like okay, what was the the key thing I was trying to build and right. the foundation that I'm not always gonna go back to? That's the keystone habit kind of. Right. As a matter of fact, that's it's on the collective manifesto that goes with all the shirts. It's being collected is about striving for fit, spiritual, mental, and physical health. Because when you strive for that, then it's going to stem into all other areas of your life. There you go. So it's, it's you know? just like that, right? True. Like if, you, if those things will spread out, that, that's basically that. So that's those are your keystone. For me, it's like the three words. Improve, keystone inspire, habit. impact, right? Like those yeah. are my keystone words that, you know, that will, will, everything will impact around me. Everything that I touch, I try to do those things. There was this video on YouTube I saw a while ago. There was this general, I think, I think army general, a marine general. He's like, you want to change the world? Start by, start by making your bed. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Admiral uh, McGraven. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah McGraven. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The make I, your bed guy. Dude, yeah. I, listen to, I listen to him every day. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Like he's, oh, well, not every day. He's in the rotation. Okay. So, so one of these things that I do, um, but uh, because, um, because of him, right, when I first heard, heard him, it's like that simple thing of making your bed yeah. affects the, the, the way you are. Throughout the day. Throughout the day. And that, yeah. that's exactly it. That, that's the first tag, task you get done. And you get up, and if the task is done, you've ever heard it. And then, yeah, let's yeah. say you go out, you have an awful day. You had a, such an awful day. It was so bad. You still come back home to the mate bed. Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you mate. The you, you, mate. Mate. you yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. You said, so, yeah, I, I am capable of a few things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I guess uh, a task, uh, like you start your day with a task complete. That's, that's basically like his, his proposition that you got something done in the day. It's easier for you to do the next thing because you already got one thing done. And I was like, oh man, I listened to and it, and it's playing like that. If you if you get a chance, listen to the video. Uh, it's a really motivational. The, I, so that's the like, one I see. Is that the one that he's wearing? Yeah, white, yeah, he's wearing white. and he's giving. I think it's a speech for a co one of the college colleges. Yeah. yeah, it's a college. Is he a, is he a uh, yeah. general army or something? What is I think he? he was also Navy I SEALs. Think Navy SEALs. Yeah, yeah, okay, these okay, guys okay. are like all Navy SEALs are giving these like crazy speeches. Like Jacko, uh, well, like I think Jacko, he's Jacko. Yeah, yeah, he's Navy SEALs. David Goggins, he's Navy SEALs. So a lot of these Navy SEALs guys like oh yeah, Marine Navy. Marine Seals, or Navy Army, Seals, yeah. they, they, they build this discipline throughout life that I think if uh, they stick to throughout their whole entire life, they, yeah. they build this amazing character. Yeah. And, and, one of the most people that, that inspires me to be disciplined is my father. Well, He's extremely that? disciplined. One of the, probably the most disciplined person I've ever met alone. Uh, every country he lived in, he somewhat became successful. He was, he was in Japan for three years, wow. four years. He was uh, head of the gymnastic of the gymnastics teams of the girls program. Oh. In Iran, he 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 was a gymnastic coach and he became uh, uh, part of this program for the government. And then he moved to Turkey. He became the head coach of the uh, conditioning team for the women's basketball team. He moved to here. He he became a gymnastic coach and he became a, a truck driver. He like and he has seen every single state in the United States except Hawaii and Alaska. Alaska. Mm -hmm. So if, from just from him, I learned to how to be disciplined. The man, I don't think he's ever woke up past seven or eight for all of his life. Oh, wow. And he was, a, and he was part <laughs> of it. He was just yeah. used to it. Every morning, he wakes up at five, he can take care of his thing stuff, and then by like around six or seven, if nobody's up, he starts wakes, waking us up. No. He, starts, <laughs> he, starts, he starts slamming the door a little bit harder. Yeah. And then yeah. he opens, he, I swear to God, bro, he comes, he opens the, he opens the shower, shower thing on purpose, he does the laundry in the morning, so we all get up. Yeah. So we all get up, which is funny. Yeah. Using the blender, right? Yeah. You, no probably, you probably feel guilty, like, going past eight o'clock, like, oh, shoot, dad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dad, I'm Good afternoon. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, I'm like, like, I'm trying to sleep. He's like, no, it's time to get up. It's, it's 7.30 now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, okay, cool. No, that's good. That's good. So, um, do you uh, learn that skill from your dad just by watching? Or is that something that you, you physically tried? And, and, or you just kind of like since picked I was a, it up? Yeah, since I was a little kid, he was hard on me. He was he was really hard on me. Especially when I was in gymnastics. Because he was a gymnast. Oh, okay, he, okay. Uh, he was he kind of was pushing me to be gymnast. I remember one of the training sessions we had, uh, believe it or not, I was six years old. Yeah. And, and this was back home in Iran. And we had this pit with, with, where it's filled with foam. 
with gym, gymnasts that mm-hmm. do their flips and stuff. And then there was this height that was about 10 meter, 10, 10, 12 meter. Yeah. And then uh, we showed up to the gym. My dad used to have a motorcycle back then. He said, go up there. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, cool. This, I was six years old, Shalom. I go up there. Have I told you this? I don't know. No. <laughs> and I, I go up there, I go up there, on top of the pit, I sit down. He's like, jump down. I'm like, I'm not jumping. <laughs> He's like, you have to jump. Jump down. And I'm not jumping. So this goes back and forth for a couple minutes. Yeah. And he goes, well, if you don't jump, we're not going home. Which one, believe it or not, I was up there for six hours. Get out of here. I swear to God, wow. I was shaking. I was crying my literally eyes out. I'm like, Dad, I want to come down. He's like, no, you're not coming down until you jump. I'm like, I'm not doing it. And then, so it's what happened. I did it. I jumped. I jumped. So, I mean, so like, what what made you from not jumping? Okay, I'm gonna. I wanted it. to go home. Yeah, it's uh, just that. But just you, that. you lasted for six hours. Then. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Six and hours I, of like torture, right? Yeah. But here's the thing, Shalom. I'm glad you did that yeah. because yeah. It, 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 it made me realize that it wasn't even. Um, first it wasn't. Of, yeah, it yeah, wasn't. It was nothing bad. bad. Yeah, it was, it was nothing bad. bad. And then I, I took it with a fear of height a little bit because yeah. I was so scared. I'm like, I disappeared. Older people jump. Yeah, I'm six years old. I'm not. I, this, I, this obviously wasn't my in my head at that point. I just wanted to go home to get down and go play. Yeah. yeah. But in him, for him, it was important to make that decision for me to jump because I'm sure yeah. somebody made him do that when he was little. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So I'm. I'm glad he did that. No, yeah. So but, I, I, probably you use it now too, right? Course, like more and more. Course. Like when you, when you're worried or scared to do something, now it's you're like, okay, I can do this. True. I've jumped off the thing before. Like you, yeah. you <laughs> technically <laughs> kind of refer to that, yeah. right? I'm like, glad like, he did that. He would yeah, tell you, I'm yeah. pretty fearless. There's nothing. And, and then as soon as you landed, I'm sure all the fear was gone. Oh yeah, I'm like, more am I crying yeah. for? No, I was still crying when I landed. Oh, Dad, I don't like you. I don't like you. But then I just went home, ate something. I was fine. Next day we all okay. I'm actually like obsessed about that kind of stuff, like um, the fear in your mind, right? Like there's this thing, if you ever get a chance to, I always um, try to, I don't want to sell it, shill it, but it's called the Millionaire Mind Intensive. Invasive. Millionaire Mind Intensive? Millionaire right. Mind Intensive. Okay. Uh, with uh, Harv T. Ecker or something like that, right? So basically like it, they talk about fear and they walk you through it and how like fear tells stories in your mind that's not true, right? right? Like you're, you're living in this like um, panic mode or, 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 or stress that never is ever gonna happen. You, it might not even happen, right? But right. You're, you're you're in it right. in the moment. That that's what fear does. True. And so they teach you, um, they show you a way, right? That you can go beyond the fear, and you can you could walk through it by just taking the steps, like small steps, like so you don't live it in just the fear. One step. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not telling you to jump. I mean, all I'm saying is put your leg down, right? It's like one step at a time, right? I'm not saying jump. I'm just saying scoot up a little bit. Right and yeah, so it's like a little bit, and then all of a sudden you're like, this is this, like, this you know, and that's the only time, right? Like that, that's kind of like how they they broke it down, and yeah. I was like, but most people, they're just like, oh, dude, I'm gonna die, right? Like it's like all the way over there. I'm yeah, gonna yeah. hit that thing, I'm gonna hit my floor, and I'm gonna break my arm. They're they're already over there, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. That's, so that, that's that's one thing, my dad talks about a lot as well. So that people overthink. Fear fear causes overthinking. Yeah, yeah. and then that that causes uh. Just bad decisions. Not bad decisions, but like for your mind well, to... Hold, like, you hold, said put a limit on it. It holds you yeah, back. Yeah, it holds you yeah. back. It holds you back. Yep. Like, yep. Like, like why... I don't know if it's 85%. It's probably not even a real statistic, but most men, most people die with the lit fire still in them or they, they die with their dreams um, unachieved. You know, it's mostly because of fear. Yeah. Right? I, I just uh, read that book that I think you, you recommended. Really? Um, Thinking Fast and Slow. I don't know if I is that was that you? Uh, I don't know. So I thought I thought it was. Yeah. I I've never read that. So basically, well, like the, <laughs> the statistic was like um, it's because of loss aversion, or, or loss something of like what? that. A risk aversion or loss aversion. Uh, people are are innately uh, loss and risk averse. Like they don't like it. They'd rather win right than lose. Mm-hmm. So then like they take the guarantee versus like the risk of, of we're just loss averse. Like we yeah. don't want to, like. Um, lose something or, or, or risk something that getting hurt. Right. Like, we're, like it's our mind trying to protect ourselves. Yeah. yeah, even going back to being like an employee or an entrepreneur. Exactly. It's like, it's like exactly. quitting. I'm sure you were, had, you were fearful when you quit your job. You oh, go yeah. And you jump in into the, into the big ocean, right? You know? Yeah. So, and you, you don't know, you don't know if you're going to be able to make money or not. You know, yeah. there's all these questions you start asking, like it's fear, overthinking, yeah. you know, but you know, who you are today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? But, but like, so like I break down the, the world into like skills, right? Like like what, hmm. one of the skills you need. So like that's one of the skills that I actually like admire the most. Like being a ability to, to I don't want to say um, run through fear, to fear. Like not in a risky way, like dangerous way, but like the ability to kind of like go in the direction where your fear is. Somebody had said something one time, uh, 
um, you know it's your next step is because you're the most scared of it. And I was like, oh, like it's always stuck in my head. Like if I'm scared of something, I'm like, oh, is that my next step? <laughs> like you know, you know what I mean. So so yeah, yeah like uh, to build courage to to overcome the fear. Yeah, and and not even to to be right. It's just to the practice of overcoming fear that's more important. It's a skill that most people like try to avoid, right? Because it's it can be hurtful. That's why I'm not so worried. Like I, I went to um, uh, I went to Cancun one time recently, right? And uh, the world is kind of locked down, and my friends are saying, "Don't go, don't go!" Right? Like we have COVID, and and I was like, I mean, I got I got to do it for for you know, like nobody's like in my mind, I, I thought it was the right thing to do, right? And nobody, it was empty, like nobody's gonna be there, right? And it, it came out to be true. I mean, I got end up getting stuck there, right? But it was like. Um, it was just because the fear that everybody had, I knew it was incorrect, okay. and I wanted to prove to myself, like, you know what, they're, 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 it's, it's nothing, right? True. And if, if I was if I was wrong, the worst case scenario, all right, or something. Are you glad that you did it? Yeah, I'm glad I did it because right. it's it's a decision that um, it's like a decision of building trust in myself mm. and confidence in myself, and, and knowing that if something goes wrong, I can take care of myself. True. Right? I'm not. You know, I'm not purposely trying to harm myself. No, you no. saw it as an opportunity to overcome some fear, yeah. in quotes. Yeah. So it's like an overcoming thing for me. Yeah. So I, I, I tried to think like, okay, I'm, I'm running towards fear, but not in a dangerous way, hopefully, right? Yeah. So that, that's like a one practice. Thing, one thing I'm still trying to uh, work on is, is, is <clears throat> for boxing fights, when you make that walk to the ring, it's like one of the weirdest, strangest feelings you feel in your uh, blood and veins, and you like... I can't put it into words, but like you walk yeah. to the ring and I, you, you, there's emotions. I'm sure you could relate with wrestling. Of course, but you don't oh, walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just but to just know everything fact that, that you learn, you just forget. Yeah, <laughs> you don't remember anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. before the match, I'm warming up and I'm, I'm out of breath after like five punches. <laughs> yeah. And I've been training for six, yeah, I know. six I know. weeks <laughs> and I'm in shape. I wake up, I've been busting my butt up with hard work, and I'm my coach is relaxed. You're fine. I'm like cool. <laughs> and then my song, the song comes out, and I'm making my walk to the ring, and I'm so nervous. And then this guy's on the, I'm sure the, the my opponent feels the same way, but yeah. you don't know it. And then you go in the ring, and then you look, you're looking around, you acting like you're not nervous. You're <laughs> you're nervous. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> goes through yeah, that. You're yeah. so nervous. Your knees are a little shaking. Your hands, your palms are sweating, and in, in, in your gloves. And then like, okay, what do I have to do? What do I have to do? And then the minute Shalom, that ring. Ding ding, ding 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 ding! You throw, throw the first punch, or you get hit, or something. It's gone. Yeah. yeah. Everything gets yeah. blocked. Now everything is just in that four square. Yeah. Just you just lost. Moment. You just. It, it be, it's truly right. a drug. It's like the same thing when you're going to give a speech or a presentation. Oh my god. You're gosh. going up to your, going back to you're overthinking. And you go up. You kind of like quiver with the first yeah. two words, yeah. right? But then you get like a minute into your presentation, you go through a couple slides, and you're, then you're like, all right, I don't even need my notes anymore, right? And you yeah, start getting your presentation. Yeah, you're right. Dude, so. it used to be like, I was like that. Like uh, for speeches, like I was I was uh, very averse to like giving public speeches. That was probably like worse than death for me. And so like, no, I'm, I'm saying like the year that I had to give like a speech, you know, you take that speech class or whatever in yeah. college. Like that summer, I was dreaming about it, like cold sweats and stuff. Like oh, the whole the wow. whole summer, like I was like stressing about that one, you know, class that didn't even happen yet. But I didn't have the tools at that time to not worry about it until mm. the day, you know what I mean? Until like one step at a time, right? Keyword tools. Yeah, yeah. You didn't have the tools. I didn't yet. have yeah. the tools wow. exactly. At okay. That time. Yeah. Kind of, it's kind of got me thinking of like that term, like ignorance is bliss. Like so, I guess here's a figurative example. Like say you have a a cave, like. We'll use, there's a dragon in the cave, right? And I'm, I'm a warrior, I'm training, I gotta build up the courage. I gotta get my weapons ready, I gotta summon up my like, internal toughness. I gotta go in there, because I know there's a drag, dragon in there, and it takes me so much to just muster up the energy to go in there. And you take someone, you don't tell them there's a dragon in there, but you tell them to go, in, go, to, yeah. go to the cave and take on whatever is in there. He goes right in. Yeah. Is, is, he, is he more courageous than the guy who is, than the warrior who's like summing up his energy? Is he more courageous, or is it just... Out of the out, out of the ignorance. out of the ignorance, he just went in there. Yeah, you sometimes know? So it's, it, it is this, a benefit, right? Like that right. you don't know. Yeah, it's, it's that question of like, is maybe all this, uh, maybe in somehow some way, doing all this reading might might hold me back in some ways because I'm like now I'm aware of all these things that now could go wrong or like you know it, it's yeah. it's it's a weird it's a weird balance. No, no, absolutely. Of, of, of like, ignorance and 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 just going for it, and then being aware of it and like being aware of that potential obstacle and smashing through it and smashing through the fear yeah i agree was, was it you know? was it you or trevor that told me um the little uh, cu uh sugar cu cubic 
Uh, oh, sugar cube. Oh, the placebo effect. Yeah, the placebo. Have you oh, heard yeah, that? Yeah, yeah of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. he was telling me like you tell people something. Uh, if you take these, you're gonna become smarter. Or if you take it, your headaches are going away. And it works. And it works. It's the power of the mind. Yeah. So like, I guess one of the examples, like a placebo effect, is that um, they took a study. I don't know if it's Harvard or Stanford. One of these big colleges, right? So basically, they took kids, and they told their teachers that these kids are the top of the elites, right? And then they followed them throughout their their like school life, and sure enough, they became the elites, right? But the the placebo part was that they weren't elites in the beginning. <laughs> so, wow. so they they were treated like they were elites because they were taught that they were elites, and then they were kind of like it kind of, it kind of like you know played in their mind that they thought they were elites too, right? Yeah, yeah. And so then, is that, that's, do you think that's something they should do in schools for little, for kids? It should be. It should be like because, like that's what happened with Les Brown. Somebody taught told him that he was stupid, and that's why he couldn't do something, and he believed it, and he he literally said to the teacher. I can't do that math problem, sir. I'm, I'm mentally retarded or not educated. Well, the guy right. was like, don't ever let somebody's opinion become who you are, right? Like, True. So then that was, like, that happens. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know much more Einstein, but I remember people, was, uh, uh, my friends would say Einstein was extremely messy. Einstein? Yeah, Einstein. Albert Einstein? Yeah, he was yeah. extremely messy or something. People would say, oh, you're a mess. You're never going to make it. <laughs> and that affected him a little bit, but then he thought about the idea that people's opinion, like you said, does not yeah, matter. Yeah. Does not define you. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. So it's crazy. This was awesome. An hour and ten minutes. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty good. Time goes by fast, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. You have a great you conversation. Guys, time goes always by good fast. conversations, you guys. So. Yeah. Shalom. Thank you so much. I appreciate. Should we wrap this up? Yeah. Yeah. I'm down to wrap yeah. it up. Is there anything you want to share? You want to share? No. No. You guys have been awesome. Uh, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. You know, honestly, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a pleasure to have you. I'm glad I'm one of like the first so that you guys don't bring in like the Tony Robbins and stuff. And I don't want to go after that. Right? <laughs> so. no, I mean, we really appreciate it. You were just saying you have a, a lot on your plate right now, and you made time for this. So that means thank, a lot to us. Yeah. Thank and you so much. I'm I'm sure uh, the people that listen to us that do tune in on a regular basis are gonna take definitely away from something away from this. A podcast. So, you're great, and then your greatness is gonna affect other people as well. Thank yeah. you guys. Yes. Yeah. Now, now your words will be heard around the world. Yes. I can yeah. check it off my bucket uh, list. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. I exactly. can, I can, I can die happy now. <laughs> 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 Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. As always, stay, stay collected. collected.